On Sunday the 31st of July 2022, England Lionesses faced Germany in the final of the Women's Euros at Wembley Stadium. Ella Toon gave England the lead only for Lena McGull to equalise in the last 10 minutes, sending the final into extra time. Then, in the second period, Chloe Kelly spun in the box to poke a loose ball past the keeper following a corner and England women had won their first major tournament and England football had ended its 56-year wait for another international trophy. Just over eight months later, England were back at Wembley again to face Brazil in the first ever finalissima. The winners of the Euros against the winners of the Copa America Femenina and Fight Club JFC were there. This episode takes a look at that day and the possible effects it can have on the girls in our club. On a somewhat chilly Maundy Thursday, 196 players and their families gathered at Summerdale Pavilion. Food was brought out for the girls and once everyone was present, we all headed outside for the obligatory photograph before clambering aboard four coaches pre-assigned due to age groups and numbers and by 2pm we were on our way. Once we were underway, I sat down with Mark for a conversation about how we had gotten here as such a large group and what the benefits could be of the day. Okay, so we're on the coach, we're on our way to Wembley. So how did this all come about? This was all down to my um, brother being a so-and-so. On a Sunday evening, I asked if um, he was going to Wembley to see the England versus Brazil women's game, but he didn't want to go on his own. And he thought it'd be a good idea if we put it in the group to see if maybe we can get 20 or 30 people to come along to Wembley. Uh, 24 hours later, four coaches, 196 people, and um, that was it, it. Went mental, and it was. But it showed as a club what we're all about: the enthusiasm for the girls to create them a memory. So, it's one of the best things we've done, I think, and we're all about. How many how many teams have we got represented? We have got from the Wildcats all the way through to the under 14. So you've got the Wildcats, under sevens, under eights, under nines, under tens, under elevens, under twelves, and under fourteens. At the moment, we haven't got an under 13 team, but every team, yeah. So the whole club is here, yeah. and it shows the enthusiasm as well for, for women's football. So what what do you think it means for for the promotion of, of our of our women's team and, and women's football within the club that so many are wanting to come and, and be part of this? I think it'll be the legacy and everything. This is what it's all about: is growing how women's the women's game and the girls' game is growing, and memories like this for the girls will be what they probably remember in 20, 30 years for any game that they've played. This will be their main memory, I'm sure, what they remember. And hopefully it will encourage them when they have their daughters and sons that what football is all in and progress through what they can do going forward. So their daughters are playing football. The whole thing, it's just getting bigger and bigger. The girls' game, the women's game is getting, it's, it's massive now and it will only get bigger. And from a social aspect, in terms of the club and the, and the powers and, and everything else how does that work because obviously on here you've got obviously you've, here we've got the under nine parents under but nine also the, the wildcat parents yeah. on another coach there's, there's two different sets of parents and yeah. they're all intermingling they're all yeah. chatting how does that help the club it, it, it's just ma it's massive for the club it just shows what a club is it's about a community for the girls to be part of a community for the girls going forward when they go into we've got girls obviously in primary school going into secondary school 
So when they go into secondary school, the girls, there are no children, uh, girls higher up in the up in the school year. And it brings the community together. It's a, getting a huge community. And it's, a, it's what clubs should all be about, grassroots clubs should be about. The football and everything is m- magnificent. And the main thing you're there on a Saturday and Sunday. But it's to be part of a club, be part of a community, so people feel part of it. It's you want everybody from the parents, the players, the coaches to be th- feel as if they are part of a club, part of a community. And events like this only strengthen that bond. And from your your point of view personally, obviously you've got you've got a daughter here, Amy. Mm-hmm. She's she's coming along and she's excited. What? What does it represent for you, for her, and, and England, and, and about possibilities within within football, within the game? It's it, it, it weren't there twenty yeah. years ago. Well, it, the inspiration uh, now for girls and where the girls, the opportunities for girls, they can do it as a professional career, even if they don't necessarily make it as players. Now, the progression to be physios, to be part of the coaching setups, and everything like that going forward is something. Even in any sport. It wasn't there twenty. It wasn't probably there five years ago. If you're looking for girls' football, to be honest, it's the opportunities are endless now. And I think this age group, from what we've got here, from the under sevens to the under fourteen, they're in the prime position now going forward. And events like this are huge. They're all, hopefully they'll all be inspired by being at Wembley today. I mean, I the first time I saw England, I was mid forties. So for these children, some of these children who've been now to when we took them to Ashton Gates, that was the second time they've seen England in three months. It's, it's memories for them that they'll remember hopefully forever. And for me, organising and what being part of the girls' club is what we're all about, is making the memories. The football is just a part of it when they play. The social side and everything is just as important, if not more important, going forward. Because for the majority of the girls, they probably won't make it in football, but this is an experience when they go into an office job, whatever job teach, whatever they decide to do. This is an experience for them that they can build on. It's interesting you say about um, you, you first went to, to it, England, is it, or when, when it, it, Well, England in England, Spain when I was mid forties. The first game I've been, I went to Wembley when I was about nine, ten years old to see Brighton versus Manchester United. Cup final. Don't support either of those teams, but yeah, I must have been about nine, eight or nine. It's still at one of. It's probably my first memory. It's just interesting you say that because obviously I've I've been with the club a lot longer than, yeah. than you. Because I not only managed since 90, uh, 94, Before that, I was a player. I I joined um, nineteen seventy nine. I think was the first year I joined, and back then the club every year brought two, three coaches up to Wembley every year to see England schoolboys yeah. around about May. So for me, this is a great sort of evocation <laughs> of those memories. We'd get, you know, all the teams, parents would come along, we'd, we'd come up, what we would do, normally do is we'd stop at Great Wings apart for an hour or half, 45 minutes, whatever, and we'd get out, have a kick around and then go on to Wembley and we'd cheer on the schoolboys. And yeah. that was a fantastic thing. But that, that stopped years ago. But I can, that was a, a fantastic memory and a fantastic team building thing. Yeah. All the boys would sit at the back, all the parents sit at the front, singing away on the on the journey up, sleeping on the way back. <laughs> we'd usually stop off at, um, I think it was Marlborough, we'd stop up at the way back and same chip shop every time. Yeah. We'd all stop there and they obviously knew you we were coming. 
So to see this happening now, okay, this is not an annual thing as such, but to see this no. happening, it's, it's great memories. So anyone like myself who was in the club, or, or grew up, I think there's more than one person who's been around this club longer yeah. than, than you know, a couple of years. It's a great memory to see our children or our grandchildren or whatever yeah. doing the same thing that we did. And that, that's you know? what it's all about. I mean, hopefully, I said this has been a great success um, at the moment, it seems to be any case. But the plan, hopefully, potentially next season, to what we could look at as an option, might not be to get, is the Women's FA Cup final. Is something we could potentially look to get tickets for, which is going at Wembley. And again, it's just that experience that they will see those sort of finals. So it might be something that we can do annually, because this has been an unreasonable... I mean, we're, we're sent on the coach down to Wembley now, and I'm still getting requests if anybody's got spare tickets. So... I think we could have, we're taking 196. I think we could have probably taken close to 300. So it's just been touch wood. It'll be a fantastic day. It's now chucking it down, which is you know, hopefully it'll be sunny when we get there. But yeah. Nice English weather for you. Yeah, it's perfect. But as I said, this will be a lot of their memories. I think they said your granddaughters. This might be one when she's in her 30s, 40s. This could be our first one of our first memories that she remembers. Yeah. <coughs> Certainly, her first, their first, a lot of them, their first visit to, to Wembley Stadium. Um, you know, but it's interesting, though, because you say about going to Ashton Gate and, and that. It, it's very interesting to me that the girls' section tend to do this sort of thing, be it a mass group yep. going to Ashton Gate <coughs> or 196 versus going up to Wembley, or even the things such as being flag bearers at the local yep. professional clubs, Bristol City, Bristol Rovers that you don't tend to see the voice section, be it within our own club or even I've Anywhere. I mean, other clubs. Why do you think the girls tend to do that at, more than the boys? At the moment, a big factor for it is cost. Um, I think we took, um, a couple of years ago, 25 parents and 25 adults uh, for the girls to be mascots for Bristol City Women versus Manchester City Women. So they got to meet five or six England internationals including um, Jill Scott, Ellen White, Ellie Raybuck, uh, Greenwood uh, and others that they met and we did that so we took 50 people and the whole cost was £250 to be a mascot at Ashton Gate for one boy is £250 so for clubs for grassroots clubs to be able to get that for the boys I don't think it's possible now, unfortunately, for a lot of them, because it's, it's just too much money. Whereas the girls at the moment is... I mean, like I said, for an adult ticket today, was £15. A child ticket was £7.50. But then surely there is that also an issue for a masculine-minded set-up of clubs yeah. to go, we of want course. to go and see the men play? Yeah, of course, I think that... That's a big thing. I think, unfortunately, there's a bit of old-fashionedness going on as well. The thing with the girls' section is we're all new. Well, I'm newish to it, and there's a new setup and stuff. Maybe, unfortunately, not this. The people who get involved with the boys' setups have probably done it for years and years and years, and it's it's a lot of hard work. And there's not necessarily within the boys' section the desire. You can get the grassroots coaches come in. But that's all they want to do. They want to turn up, do their training sessions, and manage the teams. And don't get me wrong; that is still a big commitment for no, what them. I mean, what I mean by that is that 
say uh, an underlying boys oh, they, team. They wouldn't come to watch the girls. Go watch, uh, go and be mascots for a girls team. Go and be the flag bearers and go and, you know, that, the, the, I, the package yeah. you did for 250. Could have, they, could have been a boys team. For a boys team. Because they have, there's this masculine sense yeah. of whereas the girls... If, if you said to the girls, right, we're now going to do it for Bristol City men's team, they would be, they'd there. be like, okay, yeah. fair enough. They wouldn't think twice Potentially, about it. I think that probably is true, and I think that's still a long way. Yeah, I think that probably is the case. I think. So the girls are actually benefiting. One, we have the best, almost, we have the best of both worlds, and today is the case in point. Yeah. Because, and it's a 90,000 seater sellout yeah. that we're on our way to in the pouring rain, but we got. 49 on our coach there's three more coaches filled with 49 yeah. happy girls boys as well and parents and you know you, I don't think you necessarily get that you certainly won't get that from any of the boys teams within our club I don't believe I don't believe so no I think you're right they it, and it is a shame I don't know why I think attitudes will change slowly but surely I still think you're a long way I think you're right I think there'd be um and not just within the coaches, I think if you put it out to the parents of say an under 10s, under 9s boys, like we're going to be mascots for Bristol City women, a lot of them go, I don't want that. And that that will hopefully change. As I guess you heard beeping in the background, that's one of our coaches flying past. <laughs> but yeah, attitudes will change when you said a boy might be a mascot for Bristol City uh, Rovers women at some point. Yeah, I think it, I think it would be good because as I said, it's the include. I think at the moment for a lot of the boys clubs and not just ours in total they are missing out on the experiences so like you said about the going back in the 80s and 90s, 70s 80s i think presumably early 90s about the boys school boys i don't i don't even know if that can i no, they do do they do still do the school boys i don't even know i don't know the last time i know that the last time we went it was it wasn't at wembley it was at old trafford and I was there and my mum came along fun enough and we were very impressed when we, I think we, I can't remember the score against Italy, but we were very impressed by a young England lad named Joe Cole. Oh, there you go. And okay. we said, there's a name to look out for for the future. Yeah. And we, we were actually right and he was turned into a very good he player. He was, very But that was the last time that um, Somerdale, as it was back then, took a team up. Uh, uh, to watch um, England so, score. So that would, have, that would have been early 90s, Joe yeah. Cole? Mid nineties, early mid nineties, I'd have thought. Maybe, maybe late nineties. When I just got back into, when I got back yeah. into managing, yeah. So and now, so it is a shame that boys are missing out on this. I mean, I'm fortunate. My two lads are on this coach, so they've come along to what, and they're getting involved with the girls' side of it with their sister. But it is a shame. I mean, for the girls, I mean, for my daughter, this is the third time she's watched England in less than a year now. So it's there. The opportunities are there for the girls and fair shout to the FA and everything like that for all that they do to make it accessible and obviously the girls won't get to meet the England players today but hopefully Bristol City get promoted and then they'll be in the WSL next year and the part of the plans next year we will take the teams down to watch Bristol City play Arsenal, play Man City Man United, Chelsea and what they will do the, the women there will have autographs, have photos with them so you can get to meet the internationals and that is such inspirational so they see them today and hopefully in a couple of months time they'll be having their photos and stuff taken with them you wouldn't get that with the boys now there's no way we'd ever get to see harry kane i mean the chances of taking you know harry kane playing Bristol city or anything like that and then staying afterwards to have autographs with everybody is zero 
And for the England, and for England, the future is the World Cup next year. Is it's it? this year in August, oh, Australia. August. So, so we're not going to take the club to go watch. No, that 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 is a push. But we've heard. Right, it's got confirmed this. I mean, it's something which potentially, if it expands, and I won't be organising. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, it won't be organising. But uh, the Euros in Switzerland in 20, 2025. So potentially, you never know. If there is the desire, we might potentially go on a coach to Switzerland 2025. But you don't fancy a plane to Australia with the I don't. Club, no, I'm not fancying a plane unless, unless Donald Trump might not need his in the next few months. Who never knows. On our coach were the under nines and the wildcats so i asked a few of the under nines what they were looking forward to as well as a few other hard-hitting journalistic questions my name is Tabitha. in my opinion i think lucy bronze is the best um player football player in, in, in the england team my name is Perla. i'm enjoying the trip because i've been talking with my friend emmy and having fun my name is Maisie and my favourite player is Chloe because she's really good at taking corners. It makes me like watch her techniques and how she does it. Before you knew it, we were at Wembley Stadium and the Lionesses were walking out onto the pitch with Brazil. The match itself really was a game of two halves, with England dominating the first half and took the lead after 23 minutes through Ella Toon. They looked to have doubled their advantage in the 29th minute when Lauren James found the back of the net. However, cheers turned to booze when the assistant referee raised her flag for offside. England continued to press, but the first half ended 1-0. The second half showed why Brazil had won eight of the nine Copa America Femininas as they piled on the pressure and England struggled to keep possession, with Mary Earps making some fine saves. England held the lead until the second minute of injury time, when Andressa Alves pounced on a loose ball to fire it into the roof of the net and take the match straight to penalties. England dominated the shootout however, winning 4-2, and Chloe Kelly sealed the win just as she had in the Euros the previous year.
The journey back was a much more sedate affair once we had left behind the traffic leaving Wembley, with the under nine coach at least falling into a pleasant slumber. After the event, I caught up with a few from the club to see what their experiences of the day were. I started with the under 12s manager, whom Mark had earlier labelled the instigator of this whole endeavour. Hello, it's Adam from the under 12s girls team. Uh, sorry, it was my fault that we took 190 odd people up to Wembley, but it was a great success. So why do you think that it's important that your daughter watches women play? Uh, so I think it's vital that she gets to see women play football. Um, she looks up to people like your Lucy Bronze, your Beth Meads, all of those type of players. It's really good for her to go and see it and watch it live. And do you regularly do this? Yeah, so um, we've been up to watch Arsenal women's. We're going to Bristol City ladies on Sunday. So that should be a good game. And what precedent or example does it set for, for your daughter? Oh, massive, because it gives her somebody to look up to. Rather than having to look up to like your Ronaldo's and Messi's, those type of players, she can now look up to women players. And she can see like um, Beth Mead or Wiedemar that plays for Arsenal ladies. She can look at them in her position and then go, I want to be like that player. It's not like, oh, I want to be like Messi. I want to be like Stanway. I want to be like Lucy Bronze now. So it's vital that she sees ladies playing the game that she plays. And we've obviously now began our own women's team. That pathway, how can that assist with that? Oh, massive, because I think what you'll end up having is, say, from an under-12s, they can now go right through up to ladies' football. They can keep that friendship group as well. So rather than starting at Fry's and then going off to, say, let's say, Cainton or something like that, they can stay within the Fry's family. They know the people. They know the club. They know the pitches. It's, it's vital that we have a pathway into women's football. How can England Lionesses' success build grassroots girls' football? Massive again, because we're not just relying on the England men's team now being a success. The actual the ladies now have come in and done more than what the men have in the last couple of years. So now them to see the Lionesses lift the European Cup, we took them down to see the uh, other cup down Ashton Gate the other day. So to see them succeed is massive because it gives them something to achieve as well. Like, oh, Leah Williamson lifted the trophy. I can do that. And what can a sight of 90,000 people cheering England women at Wembley do both for women's football and for young girls wanting to play football? Oh, it's massive. Because if you take our example for us going up to Wembley, 190 people going up, all those girls want to be on that pitch. They're there, my little girl wants to play at Wembley. She wants to play at the Emirates. They want to go. And the more successful the England ladies team are, it will just pass right down through. They'll get more funding then grassroots gets more funding from all their success. How was your experience of the day? Because I, I know from our coach, the girls had just a great time just bonding with each other, just having a laugh, having a giggle, and then the 
the experience of seeing Wembley, what was it like on your coach? Oh, it, it was mad. We had songs playing. We had them sharing sweets, maybe some friendship groups that wouldn't normally be as close together. When you were on that coach for three and a half hours, they, they had no choice but to sit with each other and get on. And then they started playing music. I think I was on a TikTok video. So, you know, even the adults were getting involved and we were singing. And uh, it was just a great atmosphere all the way up. And then bit quieter on the way back down but it was still great to see and the girls when they walk into Wembley they loved it because they're seeing a massive stadium being played in front of 90,000 for women's football and that can help build like the community and, and the, of, of the grassroots community but our whole club itself and the ethos of the club can't it yeah massively now because if you think about it what we got at Fry's or Somerdale is a massive population of people so those pe people have to have kids so those kids can now come on their doorstep straight into fries and girls can come straight to us from wildcat age hopefully all the way through to women's football and maybe we'll have somebody here playing for the lionesses in 10 years time or maybe sooner absolutely after that i chatted to our eldest girls team manager to see if the experience had impacted his team in particular hello um, i'm rich metters i'm the under 14 girls manager here at fry juniors Okay, so Rich, what do, do you think your girls took from the, the experience of the Washington Lionesses at Wembley? Um, I think they uh, really enjoyed seeing such a spectacle. It's obviously a, a really large game, large crowd, um, high profile game. Um, and just seeing all of the, the female players out there with that many players watching them, that uh, was a really uh, important spectacle for them. And at this, age of, at this age in their development, what can that do for them? Well, hopefully it means that they don't see any difference between the men's game and the women's game. Um, and that, that wasn't the case a long time ago, obviously, but it certainly is now. How can the trip help build on the team that you've brought together? Well, it's a nice shared experience for them all. Um, uh, they were singing and laughing on the way up on the coach and uh, in comparing notes and talking about the game afterwards. Um, of course, all on their social media and stuff as well. So, yeah, I think it's helped bring the team together with, uh, with that shared experience. And I was going to ask that, because on our coach, there was lots of girls giggling and having fun. Mm -hmm. What was the trip like? And the, not the actual journey, but the trip up. Once the girl, our girls saw Wembley, there was amazement, but the trip as well. What was it like for yours? On yeah, there's lots of excitement. Um, some obviously never been to Wembley before. Um, so it was a big occasion just going to see, see the actual stadium. Uh, and then when the football uh, kicked off, yeah, they're really excited and what can the current media focus on the lionesses do for the aspirations of the girls in your team well hopefully any of the girls in our team can keep playing as long as they want to and uh, aim for the, the highest level that they can achieve um yeah the media attention is great i mean we, we're getting new players coming along every week so the, the squad's healthy the league has got more girls playing than they've ever played before so the media attention is really increasing the visibility of of girls football and uh making them want to come along and play and have you think you've seen anything different within the girls' social group since the Wembley trip, as in the, the social bonding at all? Um, yeah, a few, few examples. I mean, uh, there's uh, people that get on you know, better or less well with each other in the team. But um, yeah, the, the team spirit is looking really good at the moment. We're getting some good results right now. And uh, I put a lot of that down to the team spirit. Um, things like this really help that. Finally, I got together with a few of the under 14 girls to get their take on the day, as well as some wider thoughts. Okay, so uh, first of all, I'd like you to introduce yourselves. Who are you? Hi, I'm Sophie, and I play for the under-14s. Hi, I'm Rebecca, I play for the under-14 girls. Hi, I'm Olivia, I play for the under-14 girls. Hi, I'm Ella, I play for the under-14 girls. Hi, I'm Lily, and I play for the under-14 girls. Right, brilliant, nice to meet you all. Okay, so 
how did you find the day? It was an amazing experience. We had really good seats, so we could see like everything. Yeah, it was brilliant. And I learned a lot more. Brilliant, okay. So what did you take from the sight of 90,000 people cheering a women's team at Wembley? It was an amazing atmosphere. Yeah, because usually like, you don't see that many people supporting the women's game, but to see that there's actually lots of supporting people watching. Very, uh, as good. much as there is um, like men and women supporting them. Yeah. yeah, it was the Wembley thing I heard that was all sold out when the women were playing. Were you aware that there was how I mean how long have you been aware that there was actual lionesses teams? Or well, you know about England, the men's because we won the World Cup yeah. years ago. But um, how long have you known about well, the women's team? I sort of um, heard of them from like the start of the Euros, and I just started watching it. And I went to the Euro finals, and it was just amazing. Yeah, it was like from it really started. They really became like a thing at, at the Euros. It was not really much before that because we didn't. I didn't really know them until I heard the Euros. Yeah, I didn't really know that women's football was like big enough until the Euros and now it's just grown and progressed. Yeah, it started like until like the final and I was like, well, they're in the final and then they've won. So it's got me quite impressed. So from your point of view, now seeing that on television and so seeing it, the games played live, it's sort of helping you push the incentive to sort of expire to as well. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Um, and what do you most enjoy about the day and the overall experience? Not necessarily the match itself, but the actual day itself. Watching the match and seeing the players and see them win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, watching them walking out and then them lifting the trophy. Like how they like connected as a football team. They knew what they were doing and stuff. Yeah, like being able to sit there with your friends and go, oh, that could be us one day, and go, wow, that could, what they're doing could help us improve what we're doing. Yeah. And everyone got to sit where, right by their friends and the parents. Well, the actual coach journey. Do you want to have fun on the coach journey? Because the girls are <laughs> the uh, Come on, yeah, come on, spill some beans. What goes on tour, come on, what goes on tour comes out on the podcast. I mean, the other 12, the other 12 girls were making TikToks and stuff. You must I'm, have been having a bit I of fun. I was sat next to Ellen, we were just laughing the entire time. Yeah, it was just laughing the entire time. Yeah. Just on our phones, taking funny photos of each other. Yeah, and then on the way back, some like the younger people at the back of the coach were like saying, talking about fat Jonathan or something. <laughs> No idea who he was, but then it got annoying because and we couldn't then, get sleep. And then like everybody like it was like what eleven, twelve, and everybody just went to sleep. And then the like under eights were just saying bedtime stories to each other. Yeah, it everyone was getting on. Everyone was getting on. Me and Ella could actually get to sleep because we're so tall, we don't fit in the seats, and it's so uncomfortable. It's I went to the sleep on the way there and the way back. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, so a very short journey for you then. Yeah, I had two seats myself. Uh, uh, finally, what could the club do as a whole to promote the social side of, of you know, the club and uh, things? We did that as a trip. What else could it do, do you think? Anything at all? Um, well, obviously there's the new Fry's women team as well. We could go and watch one of their matches or like go and see them because they're... They've obviously loved football for a long time, or they've just started now, so they probably know a bit more than us, and they could help us improve. So we could support them. Yeah. Or even involvement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If they could get involved coaching, or uh, you could go along on a training session. Yeah. Or maybe like we could do like a friendly match against them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's not gonna be... <laughs> it would be fun. I reckon, I reckon we could win. 
if we did that. Yeah. We could do like team v team, like under 12s versus under 14s. I do like yeah. a little tournament. Yeah. With a trophy at the end. <laughs> We've got so many like different teams in fries. We could like do a whole tournament with all the fr- uh, all yeah. the different fries teams. Well, the older you get, you have one less player as each age you go up. Yeah. One yeah. less player Something on the like pitch. That, yeah. Yeah. So the under sevens would have 15 players on, whereas you'd have one against them. <laughs> they just surround you. <laughs> yeah. Imagine but if we won though. Yeah. But it was, it's just because like we didn't actually have much involvement with all the other teams unless you have like siblings and stuff. But um, otherwise, we don't really know what's going on and how they're doing in their league until like the um, presentation. Like, presentation at the end yeah. where they like yeah. say, oh, they became top of the league. And we were like, well, we, we, we wanted to like see that and like support them through it, but we could only like do it at the end. Unless you share a coach to Wembley. Well, yeah. Yes. That, yeah. 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 Talk about bedtime stories. <laughs> <laughs> all right, brilliant. Thank you all very much. And so that was it. A fantastic day for everyone involved. Not just for Fly Club JFC, but all of the 90,000 people who made their way to Wembley that day. From a club perspective, it certainly helped to build a closer sense of community and showed us what we can do together in such a short space of time. Our challenge now is to build on the amazing gains that the day delivered, but that, that's for another podcast. Don't forget, you can email us your questions, comments, random thoughts, anything you want to share with us at greengreengrassroots at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at FryClubJFC, on Facebook, FryClubJuniorFC, and the club website is www.fryclubjfc.co.uk. You can type a review on Apple Podcasts, and if you like us, then please give us five stars on Spotify. You've been listening to a We Haven't Got a Clue What We're Doing production, produced and edited by Andy Glover.